goddamn show in the history of fucking YouTube. I'm your host, Dusty Smith, and this is the Dusty Smith Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight. Turn off the microphone a little bit. What? Folks, got a okay show for you guys tonight. Not a whole lot I should have this weekend. Not my fault. As always, I blame you. You're supposed to get out there and make shit happen, but it's cool. It's all good. It's a Dusty show, so it's going to be decent. You know how we do here. Folks, as always, eBay. If you enjoy my show, please consider supporting it on Patreon. Patreon.com for the Skycast. Commercial. I did commercial before the show, after the show, so uh, you only get to hear me bitch about money twice. But like most of the money goes to the human side of me, animal sanctuary, so uh, you see lots of cats behind me. There's Fat Tana. We rescue dogs and cats here. We go forever homes. So if you like all the free content I produce for you guys, and it's a lot, then uh, chip in. Dollar to a month. Whatever you can afford. Like, it all adds up. It's all good. HBO. Help a brother out. And also, Super Chats. It's the life of the show. It's the Super Chats. I quickly read all the Super Chats during the show. So if you want to moralize yourself forever and ever and ever, you can. And the more you donate, the more money, uh, uh, the more money you donate, the more seriously I take your question and your comment. So bye, my love. Super Chats! No Super Chats yet, but I assume that that will fucking change eventually. And also, hit the like button! It's the least you can do. It's free. It's easy. Hit the like button. Let's see what the poors are saying, since no Richie Riches are Super Chatting me yet. Uh, you went from 227,000 to Yay! Yep, for the first time in the last six years, I've actually gained subs this month. A big part of the reason is because I took 10 days off. And if I don't make videos, I actually get more subs. That's strange how that happens. But uh, if I remind people that subscribe to me back in my atheist days that I exist, they're like, well, fuck this guy. He's all woke now. Dusty, part of the woke mob. Can't support this motherfucker anymore, so they unsubscribe for me. But it's all good. I wouldn't say it's a loss. I've been trying to purge my subscriber base with all the fucking chuds that I... Uh, Sadly attracted in my uh, edgy atheist days, so it's all good. What's up, Ecuador? Good to see you. New music. What's that? It's new, but it's a song I don't play all that much. That's uh, Gonna Find Out. Another original tune by Dusty Smith. Hell yeah. Let's go, Big Bong. What's up, Ian? How you doing? Um, what else we got here? What's up, Dusty? What's up, Rich Larson? Good to see you tonight. I always imagine footage from Mars Attacks when I hear this one. Yep. Interesting film. I like watching those uh, little Martians evaporate people. Probably should I look at the shit storm going on in the UK if you're looking for some crazy news. Shh. I don't fucking cover foreign news. Speak English, UK. God damn it. Uh, the Purge. Yep. Edgelord Dusty. That was what I did. Edgelord shit. Embarrassing. Uh, all right. Let's see. We're going to read the one super chat. We'll go ahead and start the show. We're going to do a little unboxing. Little unboxing coming up. Got cats waiting for the shit. They're already climbing in the side of the box. All right, Monday, fun day. Looking forward to the show, Dusty. Hey, thanks, Mascar. Appreciate you supporting the show. All right, more super chats. Hit the like button. Do it. Do all the things. You know how it works. All right, folks, gonna do some unboxing. Boom! Look at that. Ooh, full screen dust here. Mm. Just sexy in here. So just me. I need to lean up a little bit. Hey, let's lean this chair up a little bit. There you go. Click. Oh no, that was bad. Not completely descended down. It was already fully erect, like me. Now I'm gonna fuck my shit up. God damn it. Now I fuck my entire life up. Now this chair won't fucking reset. Great live content, Dusty. All right, fine. Whatever fucking chair. 
He was already fully erect. God damn it. Anyway. Gonna do some butt boxing. So you guys might know I have an animal sanctuary, right? And uh, people send me things from my Amazon wish list. So we're gonna check it out here. See what the fuck you sent me. All right, let's see. This one is from... Boom, 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 boom. Um... Doesn't say somebody didn't put who it's from on either one of these things. That does not help me. All right. Well, somebody sent me some uh, more kitty litter. Kitty litter. My nose is running a little bit. Hope I don't have the Rona. Fucking Rona. Better not have no goddamn Rona. And uh, sent me some more. I think this was sent by X minus T, if I'm not mistaken. I think X minus T sent most of this shit. So I give uh, Chris Clark, X minus T, the credit for this. Yeah, Chris Clark. What up, Chris Clark? Sent me some kitty. Not yet, cats. Not yet. It's not time for the cat party yet. They're like, well, why are you shaking the cat treats, Daddy? That is very confusing to our cat brains. Don't shake the cat treats. I know. I know. Don't, all right, you guys want to do a kitty party? Want to do, want to start the show with the kitty party? Boom, let's start off the show with the kitty party. Because the cats want their cat food already. All right, here you go. Kitty party. Starting off the show with the kitty party. Why not? There's no set rules here, baby. We just do whatever the fuck we want. Let's just feed the cats on the bed, because that's hygienic. Yeah, there we go. Kitty party. Cats love all the shit. Yo, guys, send them. Hell yeah. All right. Got a hashtash here. Got Mr. Pretty Boy back here. Got Mr. Violet. She's the black one. Got Misty over here. Mr. Pink one over there popping his head up. I don't know where Fat Tana is. Fat Tana, where you at? You missing the kitty treats? All right, well, I'm sure she'll get her fill of it later. What the fuck you gonna do? Kid Quiet, love the cat is so much. Mmm, boom, all right. I'm sorry for my disgusting sniffling, but I am gross, and I should be ashamed of myself if I have the ability to feel shame. All right, let's go ahead and move on with the unboxing. Chris Clark sent some uh, whole tuna loin. Let's check out some of this shit. Let's see if the cats like it. All right, how the fuck do you open this goddamn thing? It's... This thing is still tighter than my fucking asshole. Just tight! My asshole's tight! Alright, let's open it up from the bottom. Because that's the way I do it. Alright, open. I will destroy everything you've ever loved. You're fucking with the wrong human being, Box. Alright, got it! Did it. That wasn't complicated at all. Now, more packaging to get through. Boom! Come on. Oh, look at here. Ooh, it's... I got... Ooh, now it's got juice all over me. Just got juice all over myself. I need to find a... Let's see, how about, how about we use an old pizza box? Old pizza box! You guys want an old pizza box? To, there we go, now. This stuff smells like tuna. Tuna fish, all right, here we go. Boom, look at that, who wants some of this shit? Yikes. Now I got this, yeah, I know, ooh, ooh, they like that, look at that. You guys wanna lick my fingers? My fingers smell disgusting now, great. All going splendidly so far. All right. Get that tuna fucking smell off my goddamn... Mmm. Smell just like fucking tuna. All right. Well, thank you, Chris Clark. That was nice. Send me a couple of these. Boom. A whole nother whole tuna loin for the kid. And then it's also sent dog treats. Look at all these. Boom. Got a whole bunch of Rojas. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Rawhide. Rawhide. All right. So, oh, sorry. Okay. So thank you, Chris minus T, X minus T, Chris Clark. All of it. Appreciate it. They enjoy that. All right. Had a little impromptu kitty party. Rock. 
Rock the Casbah, Cherie, don't like it, think it's not kosher. All right, boom. Hmm. All right. More Super Chats. I won my divorce. Yay. Does anybody really win in a divorce? I don't know about that, but congratulations, Lawrence. What'd you win? Did he pay up? What's up, Dustin? Super new Moran. What's up? Caligula Jones. Good to see you tonight. Keep it lurk. Hey, Dustin. Is your sister all right? I hope you're all well. Well, I mean, she's okay for now. We'll see how it pans out. Still waiting to see what the fuck's going to go on, but uh, so far, so good. All right, cats. All right. All right. I was, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. We had it. We did it. We did all the kitty stuff. All right. Um, snivel. All right, hit the like button. Let's go ahead and get the show started. I got a very short religious bullshit for you guys tonight. So let's go ahead and kick it in the balls. Cause it's time for religious bullshit. There it is. Boom. Almost did it correctly. Almost there. Ha <laughs> ha. Graphics. High quality, high end, high dollar graphics from the Dusty Smith Show, as always. And first up. On religious bullshit. Hey, you guys might have heard that uh, tornadoes ripped through Kentucky. Because uh, weather, scary as shit. And uh, but don't worry, folks. God had his priorities straight. No, not one Bible or hands removed. Church is definitely the safest place on earth. Yeah, look how safe this church is. Super safe. I mean, yeah, you know, the uh, roof. Has been completely ripped off and it's on the floor. Doesn't it look like you'd be, you'd be so safe if you were in this building with the roof laying on your fucking head. But hey, at least the pews and the Bibles in the pews have not been disturbed. So uh, cool, cool, cool. I mean, yeah, a bunch of people fucking died. But God has his priorities, okay? Pieces of paper over human lives, obviously. It's not like God can be everywhere at once to protect everything. He has to decide and he decided correctly, obviously. Can't protect the roof uh but the bibles boom god took care of that so more proof for you fucking heathens oh yeah little faith doubting thomases better start believing hell is hot and it's forever so uh cool and uh greg Locke. hey preacher greg Locke. you know he has his little circus tent because that's what you have when you want to have a bunch of clowns show up and uh god is good but, I love this, God is good, but he ain't that good. Because apparently his uh, tent got fucked up, so there's like $100,000 worth of shit. So I'm just saying, Greg Locke, um, maybe God's not on your side. You know, if you have a big circus tent that is specifically erected to worship an almighty God, and then a tornado comes through and causes $100,000 worth of damage, just saying, maybe you picked the wrong one. Maybe pick Thor. Maybe Allah, try something different. Don't know, but uh, sadly, he'll probably make tons of fucking money. People will pay this man, because that's what this goddamn world rewards. Hey guys, Pastor Greg Locke here. I know it's about uh, 4.30 in the morning, so I'm not really expecting a lot of people to be on <clears throat> live right now, and this is the only time I've ever come on at you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. But uh, share this video when you get up. We can certainly use your prayers if you are anywhere in the area or if you're coming in this weekend for one of our Global Vision services, as many of you do. Uh, we could also use your help on campus. Money. We had a tornado that came back through Nashville again. Of course, the tornado kind of started all this before the COVID stuff, but uh, tornado came through. Thank God everybody is okay that I know of. I'm not sure of everybody in the community yet. 
Yeah. I've been oh. in contact with. Spoiler alert! They're not. They died. But hey, you know, at least, uh, at least the Bibles are okay. That's the really important thing. Fuck human lies. Bibles. And I showed you guys the video in the last show where this fucking hero told Joel Osteen to his face that he's a piece of shit. Let's have a look again. You with Joel Osteen? Hey man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? You know, right? Right? Come on, yeah, you know. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Take care, folks. He knows! Well, yeah, Joel Osteen got this guy fired. Apparently, they were at a restaurant this guy works in, and uh, everybody was coming up kissing Joel Osteen's ass because that's what this world is, just trash. And uh, he was like, well, I can't stand that motherfucker. So let me go up and tell him he's a piece of shit. And uh, so then Joel Osteen called the restaurant and got this guy fired, you know, because of the love of Christ and whatnot. Okay, so a lot of people are asking me... Okay, so a lot of people are asking me how I met Joel Osteen, where was I when I ran into him, you know, how did I make the video? So here's the story time behind the you're a piece of shit video. Um, I worked at a restaurant in SoCal and I saw him come in one night. I was in between two shifts. I was working a double that day. So I had a morning shift that I just finished and I was like taking a lunch before I started my evening shift. And I did a double take when I saw him because I didn't really believe that that was that was Joel Olstein in my restaurant. And I was kind of eyeing him up and down, but I quickly realized that it was him because a ton of people kept asking him for autographs and wanted to take selfies with him, which confused the hell out of me because why would anyone want to take a picture or you know get an autograph from a monster like that? Uh, so I waited for him to finish his meal and I had like 10 minutes left on my break. I saw him leave. And when he left, I just walked up to him. And I think he thought that I was one of the fans because he was very happy to see me, wanted to you know, take a picture and was thrilled to, to do stuff like that. Quickly realized that I was not a fan. I made the video the way I made it. It was kind of in the moment, so there wasn't a lot of thought behind it. I just wanted to tell him what was personally on my mind. And that was exactly how I was feeling at the time. I wanted to make sure that he knew that I thought that he was a piece of shit. Uh, Hero. And then a couple weeks later, I posted the video and I think within the first like six or seven hours, it had like a hundred thousand views, which I thought was incredible. And then I got a call from my girlfriend stating that it hit like a million views, which blew my mind and kind of made me nervous. And then the next day I went to work after I posted the video, uh, I got fired because Joel Olstein and his team harassed the restaurant and made sure that I was terminated. So I know a lot of people have been asking like where I worked at because they want to boycott the place or make sure that, you know, no one goes there and supports it. Guys, I loved where I worked. I have no personal quarrel with them. I loved it. And it's not their fault that I got fired. It really isn't. If you have any person or thing to be upset with, it's Joel Osteen and his team. He was the one behind it. So I appreciate that you, you know, your initial reaction was to cancel the restaurant and you guys, you know, have that power to do it. But if you want to cancel something, it's definitely Joel Osteen. So if there's any other questions behind the video, just put them in the comments and I'll do my best to answer them. Okay, so, so anyway, Joel Osteen got him fired. Hey, what happened to just turn the other cheek and forgive your enemies? Nope. They never follow the religion they pretend they follow. Let's see. Uh, not the same level in the slightest. What would Joel do? Uh, get people fired, apparently. You got a church money? Tell them about it. Yep. Got that wall money. There's always money in the bathroom stalls. All right. That's my religious bullshit. Let's go ahead and uh, skip to the next section.
Probably got about 90 minutes of material for you guys now. We're going to do a little uh, Meet the Victims tonight. Going to bring that back. It's hard to do the Meet the Victims, though, because every one of these motherfuckers shares the same memes, and it gets repetitive. It's hard trying to find, like, different shit that they're sharing, because it's the same exact memes killing all these people, which is kind of sad, but not surprising. So, uh... Next up, gonna do a little trash world, cause trash world, trash world, justify hellish trash world, trash world. And first off, on the trash world, Elon Musk, of course, Times Person of the Year, cause why wouldn't you pick Elon Musk? I mean, yeah, you could pick all the scientists that created the vaccine that's gonna save millions of lives worldwide, could have had teachers or social workers or literally anybody on goddamn earth to celebrate as a person of the year. But why not the richest man of the world, who's also a sociopathic douchebag? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Another reason they did this is because it would be controversial, and that's all these fucking publications want. They want people like me talking about them. I'm playing right into their hands, but fuck it. Fuck Time Magazine. God damn it, this fucking trash world continuously rewards these horrible human beings. And uh, another great example, while we have the richest man in the world, total fucking douchebag, time person of the year, here's how we're treating the real heroes in our society. We're making teachers get on their knees and compete with each other for dollar bills in order to fund their classrooms. This is how little our society cares about educating the children, about our teachers. This is our entertainment. Like the squid fucking games or some shit. It's how we treat our fucking teachers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Any one of these people who are groveling doing whatever they can to buy school supplies for their kids in their class who can't afford school supplies, they should be times person of the year. But no, why would we make them times person of the year? Why would we have anybody who actually deserves it? Just keep keep fucking rewarding these goddamn pieces of shit over and over again. America, yeah, degrading such a noble profession. That's where all, I don't give a shit about the kids in this country. Who gives a fuck, right? Right? I mean, Elon Musk could fund every one of these classrooms, could make sure every child has all the papers and all the pencils and pens and trapper keepers and every fucking thing they need. But nope, he won't fucking do it. Guess he needs three or four more yachts for his goddamn self. And uh, speaking of that trash world, J.K. Rowling, who literally lives in a fucking castle, a billionaire, yet sits around spending all her time thinking, hey, how can I shit on trans people today? So apparently uh, in the uh, neck of the woods she lives in, the police department decided, hey, when we're filling out the reports on crimes, we're just going to... Uh, fill it out with however people identify. If trans women identify as women, we're just going to fill it out. You know, it has no effect whatsoever on the charges. It has no effect when they go to court or when they're like uh, held accountable for the shit they've done. But if they want to identify as whatever, we'll just mark it down when we book them. It's no big deal. So apparently she's like, oh, my God, I have to figure out a way to throw trans people under the bus because that's what happens when you have a giant fucking ego. Like uh, these billionaire, rich, asshole, famous people. You can't really do any kind of self-reflection and understand why you might be criticized. They just freak out. The fact that now social media gives the poors, the average people, the ability to hold them accountable. And so they just get so butthurt by it. 
that they had to sit around and think about ways of why I wasn't wrong. Look, the whole society's gone crazy. So uh, when she found out the police department is actually going to just jot down on the people's uh, booking sheets what they identify as, she had to post this. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. You know, from 1984, the double thick 1984 has nothing to do with any of this. But she has to, of course, make this seem like some kind of uh, horrific conspiracy or something. Ignorance is strength. And then she goes on to say, the penis individual who'd raped you is a woman. Yeah, you know, the rapist trans people, all the evil rapists. They're just identifying as trans women to get out of something, although it doesn't get them out of anything. It literally has no effect on anything whatsoever. If they uh, penetrate somebody with their penis, they're still charged with the exact same crime. Writing down how they identify has no effect on anything whatsoever. But why not? Why not spread transphobia and trans panic? If you're a billionaire who lives in a castle, why wouldn't you do that, right? It just fucking makes sense. So obviously she got roundly roasted for it, as she should. J.K. Rowling's latest controversial tweet sparks online feud. Trans women are not collateral damage. So, um... Had a lot of people speak out against it, like Seth Abramson, who is a lawyer, explained exactly what I just explained to you guys. He explained it in a longer way, but I don't have to read what he said. Basically, none of this has any effect on the charges. None of this has any effect on the court cases whatsoever. No one is going to get away from, with anything by identifying as a, a trans woman or man or an bad or any of this. It has nothing to do with anything. I don't even know what her fucking point is, other than to try to spread trans panic and throw trans people on the bus, which is exactly what her point is. It has no effect on fucking anything, but uh, she got roundly roasted like she should. Jordane Sills says, J.K. Rowling is a bad person with bad politics, a childish understanding of feminists, and a truly ugly spirit. It's embarrassing to look at these tweets. It's upsetting to watch her harm marginalized people. It's infuriating to me as a feminist, as an assault survivor, and as a woman. Tom Cole says, trans women are not collateral damage that you can throw under the bus because you decide without evidence that they represent a significant threat to women. And of course... All the chuds came out of the woodwork to kiss her ass because that's what they do. They love transphobia. They love trans panic. And they don't really give a shit what celebrities have to say unless celebrities have to say something incredibly bigoted. Then they're Johnny on the spot to kiss their ass. Uh, Lauren Chin is like, J.K. Rowling is a strong, empowered, and standing up for women's rights. How the fuck is this standing for women's rights? Trans women are women, so you're literally not standing up for women's rights. You're actually throwing women under the bus with this bullshit. Fucking trash ass humans. And uh and the woke hitter for it. That's all they have, folks. They have nothing else but to say woke over and over again. And uh, unfortunately it works. Half the goddamn population in this country falls for it time and time again. So fucking frustrating. And uh gentlemen, thank you. Truth is not partisan. Yeah, has not I mean, what does that have to do with the truth? And how does this affect anything? Even if it was true, it doesn't. And uh also, Mike Sinovich, rapey Mike Sinovich, coming to her defense, as always. Who's shot by this? Let's see. Uh, here we go. Sinovich says, J.K. Rowling, who I'm sure would disavow me political, politically, has shown more and moral courage by, courage by confronting a, psycho, a psychotic, rage-filled mob than almost anyone else I can think of. She wasn't confronting a psychotic rage for a mob. She was just tweeting transphobia and transpanic for no fucking reason. And yes, people spoke out against her about it. Exactly like they should do, right? Don't we have 
the right to criticize anybody we want to, especially people in power with giant fucking platforms? Why are you guys so scared of accountability? He goes and say, it's not her job to take on the woke mob. Woke is the woke mob. It's harmful, in fact. Hence, it's true moral courage to do so. And now, let's remember who he is. Remember uh, Rapey, Mike Sinervich, who is famous for his advocating rape. You're like, Dusty, he didn't advocate you go out and rape people, do you? Well, he said, uh, have you guys ever tried raping a girl without using force? Try it. Yeah, yeah, try it. Go out and try raping a girl without using force, says creepy Mike Sinervich. It's basically impossible. It's not. Date rape does not exist. So you're saying if you go out on a date with a girl, that makes it impossible for you to force her to have sex? None of it makes sense, folks. But these are the kind of people standing for J.K. Rowling. So congratulations, J.K. Rowling. I I hope this is what you wanted to happen because you got it. This fucking trash ass world. And folks, this next clip I'm going to show you is disturbing as fuck. So let me just, at first I didn't know if this was real or not. Let me show you the clip. This guy is about to, uh, no, that's not the clip. This guy is about to, the fuck is it? Where is the original goddamn clip? Dusty, come on now. Where is it? All right, I'm about to go find this fucking clip real fast. I thought I had it loaded up, but I guess I didn't. I'll work it out, folks. You can also uh, follow me on Reddit. I am Colt the Dusty on Reddit. If you guys want to follow and find everything that I've shared from Reddit, let's get them upvoted. So, like I said, here he is. Disturbing video, folks. So, this guy is about to confess to murdering his girlfriend live on stream. And then he is about to say he is going to kill his ex-wife and then commit suicide. Really disturbing shit. I thought that I would be doing this, but um, I gotta make it quick. For everybody out there that supported me and really knows what's going on, thank you all. Um, I've been going through a custody battle. I've been going through um, having my ex-wife say I molested my children and all kinds of craziness. Been fighting for custody for three years. So, uh, you know, Shit has been real crazy. What's up, Oliver? You know about this. Um, going through it with my ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. So meet, you know, and start dating somebody new. And she got pregnant. And, um, you know, we got in a fight. First thing she does is threatening that she's going to do the same thing. You're never going to see your kids, blah, blah, blah. It's the holidays, man. I don't have no family, nothing. Anyway, I just did something crazy, man. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, yo. Um, felt like a dream like I never thought I would be that guy um I can't go to prison so the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife so she next and then I'm going to do myself too but I just wanted to say this to people don't play with people's emotions man don't lie on these men Oh, here's my ex-wife right here. Today's the day. Today's the day, and uh, yeah, he... Well, let me just show you the clip. Craziness, folks. Fucking crazy. Police in Baltimore and Howard County say a man killed his girlfriend and his ex-wife, then confessed to the crimes on social media 
before taking his own life. Baltimore police confirmed the suspect allegedly broke into his girlfriend's home this afternoon, shot and killed her. Police say he then drove to a townhome community in Columbia and killed his ex-wife before turning the gun on himself. Minutes before the second murder, he allegedly made a social media video admitting to what he had done and what he was about to do next. That's crazy. Today's the day, he said, right before he murdered her, all on live stream. Man, we're just going to have live stream of all the goddamn most horrific crimes in our future. That's what we have to look forward to. Just nuts as shit. And uh, definitely, definitely perfect for goddamn trash world. Oh, God, I know. Yikes. Just horrible goddamn society we live in. And uh, next up on the trash world, apparently... People were wondering if uh, Tom Holland and Zendia were having issues with uh, the fact that he's shorter than she is. And he came out and he said, uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that people would even question where there might be a problem. And uh, it's not actually ridiculous at all. And I'd be ridiculous if you just assume automatically that it's a problem. But to pretend like in our society that we don't have a, a heightist society, that heightism isn't a real thing in our society, is kind of silly because it 100% is. I've talked about this before, how the first thing women say is, I want to go tall, dark, and handsome. The first thing they say is tall. So absolutely being shorter than the girl that you're with is, is an issue in our society. And I'm actually uh, guilty myself of playing it to heightism. Like, we always do this. We talk about Joe Rogan. We talk about how short he is. We talk about Ben Shapiro. We kind of look Ben Shapiro. I do it as well. We're all guilty of it. But it definitely is a fucking thing. I'm not saying it's not something you can overcome. You can't overcome. Because you can't easily. You can overcome it. Like, he, he's an example of overcoming this whole thing. But uh, to pretend it's not an issue in our society is it, ridiculous. Because it's definitely a fucking issue. It's something I need to work on. We all need to work on. Heightism is a real problem. It shouldn't matter how tall you are. But it does in our society. I've told the story before about how I've had several women tell me that they wouldn't date me because I'm not tall enough, uh, which is, you know, it's fine. I wouldn't want to date somebody who rejects me just for my height anyway. But that's not true. I did want to date them. But, you know, it's all good. It's just uh, definitely an issue. And it's silly to pretend like it's not in our society. And we should work hard to overcome these issues. And so I like Tom Holland and I like Zendia. They make a cute couple. Good to see them together. And I'm glad they're able to uh, not let this stupid, superficial bullshit get in the way of the relationship. My girlfriend is 6'2". You go, short king. And uh, finally, last up on religious bullshit. This is supposed to be on Beyond Parody. That was the last one. That was the last one I was going to do in Trash World. We're going to get some Beyond Parody next. I can't fit in cars. How tall are you? I didn't see how tall you were. A lot of men want to date short women. I mean, that's true. I don't know how you're probably dating a taller woman, but usually in my experience, I find taller women want taller guys. Well, like shorter women want taller guys too. Like it's the whole thing. Like if you're looking at the dating websites, like a lot of the goddamn profiles, these women are like, hey, if you're in a six foot tall, don't even message me. And so like, well, I'm not going to fucking message you. Fuck off. Hey, five, three and proud. Hell yeah. Where my show that's at? My mom is 4'11", my dad is 5'3". I didn't have much of a choice here. Yep. She got to do? I'm about 5'7", myself. Slightly below average, but what you going to do? Uh, all right. Move on. So let me read the Super Chats real quick and then move on some Beyond Parody. Dusty, make this world make sense, please. I can't. It don't make no sense. Unless you think of it as like a dark comedy, some kind of a simulation. That's what I'm hoping it is. 
I'm talking to my man. He's 5'7". I'm 5'11". Will you go? Thank you for breaking those stereotypes. Yeah, it goes both ways. I like to climb a tree. Hell yeah, climb on up it. I'm like 5'8 or something like that. That's pretty average, I guess. It's hard to doggy style tell a woman, so don't feel bad, Dusty. Yeah, I don't even worry about that. Sex is boring. Tom Cruise seemed so much nicer before he fixed his teeth and got a big head. He looks great for his age. Gotta give him that. Six foot here. Fuck you, island life. You tall ass. All right. Uh, my girl is 5'3", and she's a heightist. Yeah, they're fucking everywhere in the sky, dead society. Prince was sure. Yep. You don't have to be tall to rule my world. Hell yeah. Um, mm, all right. What's up, E? Late, but ready for the greatest show. Thank you, E. I have a little cold or something. Hopefully, it's not the Rona. My nose is all stopped up all of a sudden. God damn it. What the fuck are you going to do about it? But E, thank you. That makes me feel better. Seeing E on my timeline. And $50, very generous. Always so generous. E, greatest human ever. And Beast Station, I just shot her. Hey, bro, where you going with that gun in your hand? Yep. Today's the day, he said. Just chilling as shit. Katie, damn it. Dusty can watch now. We'll watch later. All right, well, good to see you. Look forward to hearing what you think about the show later. Be sure to leave a comment. The whole woke speak is basically a repackage of SCWs, which is come down to it's the Jews. Yeah, it's just a repackage of uh, PC culture and cultural Marxism. What's old is new again. That's all they have is cultural war. Just all they've ever fucking had. That's how we get a couple bunch of vaccine shots Thursday. I need to get mine before I get the fucking Rona. But Elon wants to go to Mars. Yeah, fuck that. We need to do shit on here on Earth first. We're interested in Earth than Mars at this particular moment. Thank you, Living Torture. First time catching the show. Glad to help out. Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Good to see you tonight. Who still reads Time Magazine? Don't know. Not me. Wasn't reading it before, but uh, a trash, trash magazine, in my opinion. Amadeus Black. Finally catching the show again. Been broken busy. Two of my least favorite things. Missed the chat. Speaking of the mods, of course, Dusty, much love. Yep, had the best chat in the history of YouTube to go on with the best show. It all just works out together. Love MTV and release bullshit. Do you sell t-shirts? Yeah, I have some old t-shirts I sell. There's a uh, link in the description of the video to my, uh, what is it called? Teespring? But the shirts are so old there that I actually have dark hair in the pictures on my shirt of myself. I need to update that shit bad. Uh, my sisters are right, I guess, for the time being. Well, we're still seeing how it goes. Still waiting for some tests and shit. And all right, more Super Chats if you ever. Be sure to hit the like button, folks. I would very much appreciate it. Like it. Do it. Do it. Look at all these kitties in the background. Kitty, kitty, kitties. Greatest show on earth, folks. All right. Next up, going to do a little Beyond Parody. Because the whole show could really be Beyond Parody, to be honest with you. I could just change the name of the show to Beyond Parody. But I won't. Because I've already changed the name of the show like 10 times. Got to stick with something eventually. But Beyond Parody. And first off on Beyond Parody. You guys know who Dan uh, Bilzerian is? Did I pronounce his name? Dan Bilzerian. He's uh, this fucking total goddamn douchebag. Basically, the poster child for toxic masculinity. He's some rich douche. He got his dad's money. He tends to be a poker player, but he's just a a, a trust fund kid, really. And uh, takes all the steroids, and he goes out and do all, does all the manly things. And I guess other incels and uh, douchebags live vicariously through him. And he uh, hangs out with all these models and shit. And that's his whole uh, persona. 
is I'm a manly man who goes out and does manly things, and I hang out with all these models. Don't you want to be me? Uh, not really. You seem like a fucking tool bag to me, to be honest with you. But anyway, he was out last weekend doing this new manly shit, proving what a man they are. Because, you know, if you're a man, you have to continuously prove how manly you are, or else you're not really a man. It's really insecurity, to be honest with you. When you continuously have to prove yourself over and over again, it's just kind of sad. But anyway, he's in the passenger seat of this dune buggy. And uh, while they're riding around the dune buggy, just shooting at things with their big old guns because they have small penises. Let's watch what happens. That way, go out. Hey, yeah. Hey, you're dumb. Yeah, stop, you fucking idiots. You just drugged this dumbass who was shooting guns behind the goddamn go-kart thing. Yeah, that looks uncomfortable. Yeah. Watch your foot, watch your yeah. foot, watch your foot. Nice gut. Mistakes are made. Mistakes are made. Hey, but at least you're manly. Super manly, man. Look how manly you all are. God damn it. Just beyond parody. The fuck that tiny car, yeah, Dune Buggy, and uh, next up, on Beyond Parody, folks, I cannot stress this enough, this is not a parody, this is Beyond Parody, this is why you can't parody these people, so this is an anti-LGBTQ, anti-gay organization called Public Advocate, and they made a video celebrating uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, calling her Wonder Woman, because, of course, she hates gays just like we do, which makes her a Wonder Woman. And so they put out this video, folks, once again, unbelievably, not a parody. I apologize in advance for this. Wonder Woman, tell me all the world's God damn it. That's just quality right there. Definitely, definitely, definitely don't want to gouge my ears out. Commit suicide. <laughs> Thank you. Public advocate for that. Beyond Parody. Next up. On Beyond Parody. 
God damn it. So this is uh, James Lindsay. He is the conservative critical race theory expert. And this is the kind of people conservatives are rewarding continuously, platforming, making them experts on shit that they absolutely have nothing, uh, no knowledge of whatsoever. James Lindsay says, the vaccine is baptism into the religion of new world tyranny. Vaccinated Christians should probably repent. I know you didn't know, but he's called the deceiver. That's right, folks. You better start repenting. Don't want to be baptized in the religion of new world tyranny. You know, because you want to keep yourself safe during a pandemic. How is this real life? But, yep, he'll be touted out on every goddamn conservative media platform from now forever. Because the whole point is to erase our history. To make sure you can't actually teach the racist history of the country in any way whatsoever. So that's the plan. And it seems to be working brilliantly. And speaking of beyond parody, folks. Oh, my God. So. Um, where the fuck? This is not the. Is this the one? No, that's. God damn it. I have it all in the wrong fucking order. Great show, Dusty. Uh, I moved the wrong one up. Let's see if I can find it. Here it is. Uh, Herschel Walker, son. Christian Walker got roundly roasted this week. So, Eli is the perfect representation of what conservatism has become. All it's about is pretending and acting like the worst human being you can possibly act like. Like, literally, I cannot think of how to be more unlikable than to act like Christian Walker. And, uh, of course, his dad is running for Congress exactly like you would expect, uh, expect him to do. Let's see. Uh, here we go. So... He was wearing a $1,300 hoodie, because of course he was. <laughs> this this shirt looks like a, a $5 Walmart hoodie. Like, literally, you can get this in the bargain bin for $5. But, you know, rich people got to spend their money on something. So, why he's wearing a $1,300 hoodie, and and he has a keychain. His keychain cost $500, folks, for a keychain, a little fuzzy keychain. So, of course, he is filling up his Range Rover with premium gasoline and went and found the most expensive gas station he could find in order to shit on Joe Biden. How can you be more unlikely, unlikable than this douche? Y'all said Joe Biden was going to be the great unifier? This is divisive to my bank account and my hard-earned money. Screw your unity. You think this is unifying? Just keeps going up. Oh, just keep going up. Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden for you. Family struggling to afford to get to work. That's unifying. That's bringing the nation together. Screw this. This keychain right here was $500. Eat the rich shit. Disgusting. Oh, just keep going. Keep going. Democrats voted for this. Democrats voted for What the? <laughs> wait. Wait, what? I know what? this is a joke. But I was I was voting for the guy who was going to destroy America. You were paying $30 for gas under my guy. <laughs> Y'all said Joe Biden. So then, of course, he got roundly mocked on the internet for wearing a $1,300 hoodie with a $500 keychain, pretending he actually gives a shit about gas prices. So then he put out this video, and just when he thought this tool could not be any more unlikable, somehow life finds a way. The Democrats don't like me because (laughs) I'm rich. (laughs) 
lazy on the couch all day waiting for handouts. I'm sorry that they built businesses and won championships. And now I can shop at Fendi and Givenchy. <laughs> I just hope one day people realize it's not my fault that we work hard and build things worthwhile. And scene! <laughs> the so, Democrat. Like this guy is the poster child for what conservatism has become, folks. Just as unlikable as it gets, and the entire spill he has is, oh my god, did I upset you? I'm a worthless piece of trash. Are you upset by that? Just so fucking goddamn cringe in every way. But like, can't parody this. You can't fucking parody him. And speaking of people, you can't parody. Glenn Greenwald, of course, comes out in support, in support of that guy, Christian Walker. Because why wouldn't Glenn Greenwald come out in support? Glenn Greenwald says, Herschel Walker's son, Christian, is black, gay, and young. Huh, that sounds like identity politics. Aren't you the ones who always talk about how horrible identity of politics is? Except when you do it, it's fine. Glenn goes on to say, very smart. Oh, he's super smart. Look how smart he is. And very independent minding. And he's going to be driving liberals absolutely crazy for a long time to come. Hooray! Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? You don't have to have any ideas. You don't have to progress our society in any way whatsoever. Hey, as long as you're upsetting people. Cool, 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 says Glenn Greenwald. God damn it. Has anybody fallen further, faster? than Glenn Greenwald. So it's no surprise that he is a favorite on the Jimmy Doorknob show. Where you at, Doorknob? So uh, Jimmy Doorknob decides to go on and attack Hassan Piker. Oh, no, you didn't. Going on attacking Hassan Piker. So I had Glenn Greenwald on to attack Hassan Piker. So first off, Hassan uh, had a, he streams for like 30 hours every day, which I know there's only 24 hours in a day, but Hassan Piker somehow Managed to stream 30 hours a day. Impressive, if you ask me. And uh, somebody asked him a question about uh, Julian Assange. Why you hadn't covered Julian Assange. And uh, basically, he told the truth. He's like, uh, first of all, Julian Assange stands are nuts and annoying as shit. Like, they're literally obsessed. with. I've had them fuck with me, too, about Julian Assange. First off, like, I want to say right off the bat, I don't think Julia Assange should be extradited. I don't think Julia Assange should be in prison. I think Julia Assange should be free. But I also think Julian Assange is a fucking dickhead. He absolutely is. Julian Assange, first off, um, hated Hillary Clinton so much that he was trying to conspire with Donald Trump Jr. to push dirt on Hillary Clinton to sink her presidency. Uh, he also um, was a, a basically a propagandist arm of the Russian government. I mean, all fucking proven. He was just, he's a dickhead. Not a good person, not somebody that should be looked up to in any way, Julian Assange at all. But anyway, so Hassan basically said, hey, I think uh, Julian Assange stands are fuck creepy as shit. I don't like them, but I also, but then he goes on to say, right after that, 30 minutes later, he covers the whole Julian Assange thing and says, I don't think he should be in prison. I think he should be free. Just like I just said, right? So they deceptively cut out him saying he doesn't think Julian Assange should be in prison, all that shit. And they only pieced together the part where he was making fun of Julian Assange's stands. And then Glenn Greenwald shared that video on his Twitter in order to shit on Hassan. Knowing he's fucking doing it deceptively. Because they don't give a shit. 
if he used to be a, a journalist, he definitely isn't anymore. Whatever he is now, he's just uh, your typical conservative shut influencer. They lie in order to spread their narrative and uh, defame people they consider leftist, right? And so Jimmy Dore, that's exactly what the fuck he does too. Shut ass a Jimmy Dore. Obviously having him on there so they can shit on Hassan together because Jimmy Dore's host stick now is just to shit on the left and go the right of pass, just like every other right-wing commentator does. But they're so sad. I hate to make fun of people for their age because people do that to me too. They call me boomer. They they dismiss me out of ageism. But literally, their whole thing, all they can really say against Hassan is he has black nail polish. Like, who literally gives a good goddamn about his nail polish, but they keep bringing it up over and over again because that's how lame these fucks are. Let's have a look. Twitch star, right? Uh... Who uh, I love. He has a great. He has. A, he's from a great genetic pool because That's he's Zhang's right. nephew. Jack Huger's nephew, and they're trying. They're having a dumb off. They're trying to see who could be dumber, and uh, I think Hassan does it uh, just because he has the uh, black fingernail polish on and calls other people creepy. Here we go. Bro, why are you not mentioning hero Julian Assange being extradited? What the fuck is wrong with you? Assange stands on the internet are some of the most psychotic weirdos that it's just like, just stop, okay? Psychotic weirdos, he says as he flashes his they black They are. They are psychotic weirdos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not to mention that Julian Assange uh, pushed the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, which Seth Rich's family begged people to stop doing. But he knew that Seth Rich's death had nothing to do with Hillary Clinton, but Julian Assange still pushed that shit because he hated Hillary Clinton so much that he was willing to push any kind of narrative whatsoever that he could. And uh, people say he only pushed out the information he had. No, Julian Assange actually held back information that would hurt Donald Trump and hurt the Republican Party and, and mainly only published information that never hurt the Democrats because Julian Assange's a fucking right-wing shill. Look it up, folks. And he says, just stop. Just be normal. Just stop. Be normal. Do your fucking weird thing at the Jimmy Dore stream, okay? This is not the Jimmy Dore stream. We do a bunch of different content here. Go go hang out with, like, weirdo fucking fascists, okay? We're no. So, uh... That's kind of remar- that's kind of remarkable. It runs in the family. They uh, stand for the Democratic Party and shit on journalists and encourage fascists and while calling other people fascists. It's kind of it's it's funny. Uh, the funniest thing is the black nail polish. But go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, no, I mean, he did. He I actually pointed that out. And I, you know, basically said these pseudo socialists who know <laughs> that they never actually do anything threatening. He's basically Jim Acosta with nail polish. Yes. Hassan. <laughs> yes. He's like, the nail polish. There's a reason why Julian Assange is targeted by the CIA and the Justice Department and the British Security Services and governments around the world and is in Belmarsh prison. And he's in his, you know, house on Twitch. And he thinks he's so radical because he has like a hammer and sickle flag that he hangs on his wall and he calls himself a socialist. And then at the end of the day, like when it comes down to it, he tells everybody to go vote for Gavin Newsom, like the good little DNC boy that he is. So that again, I think the reason why he doesn't want to talk about Julian Assange and gets angry at people who demand that he does and suggests that if you care about the Assange case, it basically means you're a fascist, that you belong in the Jimmy Dore show. Is because he again knows that Julian Assange is what he pretends to be. Now, yes. uh, <laughs> Julian Assange is a right wing shill, uh, and Hassan Piker, 
who I have some disagrees with Hassan, but mostly Hassan does a pretty fucking good job. Like, not a lot of leftist content creators are actually able to have a lot of success. And uh, Hassan has broken the mode, and he's pushing a, a lot of good content out there. So, unshocked to see uh, Jimmy Dore lie about and attack Hassan Piker with Glenn Greenwald. And good God, the two of their voices. I know people think my voice is annoying, but just cringe to listen to that shit. Holy fuck. And speaking of cringe, so then... Uh, the Jimmy Dore stands get out there. This guy is just a, a Jimmy Dore nut rider. All he does is suck Jimmy Dore's nuts all day long. So he's going to go out there and say how awesome Jimmy Dore's segment was. And all they can do is harp on the nail polish again and again. So fucking lame. Um, I believe they called him the Jim Acosta for our gener- the Jim Acosta, but with black painted fingernails. That's the song Piker. God, it's fucking hilarious. So hilarious. They I can call tell his son Jim Acosta with, bl- with black-painted fingernails. I think that's the most accurate uh, description I've ever seen of him. Who gives a black fuck? Black fingernail polish oh, has like, these Shut weird the fuck fucking toys in his background. Like, Don't throw stones in a glass house, Hassan. Wearing this like weird like pearl necklace shit. Like, don't, <laughs> oh, don't no, throw stones not a pearl in a glass necklace. house. Come on. And the black nail just, polish is super fucking weird, but this is literally yeah, super the weird dude. nail polish. Oh my god, you're a guy with nail polish on. Super weird, says this guy. You're definitely not a fucking weirdo at all, are you? Good goddamn yo. Beyond parody, and uh, next up on Beyond Parody, Keemstar and Keemstar fans are always uh, parodies of themselves. Keemstar's like they them. I'm not calling one person two people. That's unmathematical. To which somebody says, all right, well, if you don't know someone's gender, how will you refer to them? To which one of Keemstar's stands responds, by the way, they look. You just did it. You always do it. Everybody does it. When you don't know the gender of the person, you always use they, them. They, right? Pointing it out right in your fucking face, but nope. Beyond parody, these goddamn motherfuckers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of toxic masculinity, I love, I love this one. This is my favorite made up metric for masculinity I've ever seen on this dumb website. Adam Carolla, you know, the manliest man on the planet, Adam Carolla. More American males now wear bracelets than eat stew. You know, because if you wear a bracelet, you're not really manly. But if you eat stew, stew is how you really become a man. Shit. I like have stew enemas. I shoot stew up my booty hole. I eat like four and five bowls of stew every hour. I'm a man. Don't you come at me with no fucking bracelet. Because I'm a man. Good God. Imagine being this insecure in your masculinity and thinking this makes you masculine. And this got 200,000 likes. Good. Shit all over this fucking chud idiot. And uh, last up, on Beyond Parody. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is uh, another example of fake triots. Fake patriots, folks. This is what it's all about. So at one of these uh, QAnon American faith conventions. Who is this girl? Um... I think this is somebody's niece but anyway she gets up there and uh forgets the words to the national anthem 
the Star Spangled Banner. Because why would a Patriot remember the words? And once again, I apologize for the singing, but uh, this is the best that I got. Yeah, none of that was right. It's all wrong. But hey, you're a patriot anyway. You ain't got to remember the words. Fuck them. I mean, singing that poorly is unpatriotic in itself. I'm just saying, maybe you should shut the fuck up. And all right, that's my Beyond Parody section. Hope you enjoyed it. I like Stu too. Stu's good. But it has nothing to do with being a man whatsoever. All right, let's check the Super Chats. Hit the like button, fuckos. Do it. Only half of you have done it. And I hate the rest of you. Hate. Viewers, Vipers Whip, $5, thank you. Uh, I'm not read that one because you retracted it. Uh, Doran Klinsky don't have a care about who's president. They'll still be rich as hell. True story. And go, fuck. Uh, after Dawkins, Harris, Hitchens, and TJ, you ended up being my greatest hero. And you have had the greatest influence of my life in making me free. Hey, thank you for that. But do not put me on a pedestal. I will only disappoint you. Don't have heroes. But I do love you. Christian Walker is so cute. Damn shame he's a fashion who aimed to roll back my civil rights. Hard pass. Yeah, he's a tool for sure. Dusty, you better make the palate cleanser a double. I do have one little palate cleanser to show you guys. I will show you guys at the end of the show. Dusty, not everyone can fit the Wonder Woman costume. Are you saying that woman didn't rock it? They were definitely killing that song. Ferro 101. I got that new job. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Analytical biochemist. That sounds tough. Been testing approving microchips. Hell yeah. Bring on the mark of the beast. The kitty faces compelled me to donate. Take my money. I know, right? They're cute as fuck. Got a whole bunch of them in the background. It's getting chilly. They got to all cuddle up. Did you see Newsom's plan for gun control in CA? How many chef cases do you think that's worth? Yeah, we're just going to try to take uh, the Texas abortion route. Use the same method they're using to try to ban abortion to ban guns. We'll see how it works. I love your shirts. I rock them all. Hell yeah. I don't sell those anymore, though, E. You got some exclusive fucking shirts. No one has those, E. And I still want to see a picture of you and uh, your Tony Stark glasses I gave you. Love from Costa Rica. Hey, you give me 10,000 CRC. I don't know how much that is in real life dollars, but uh, I'm going to guess it's like a million bucks. I'm a millionaire now. That guy. They want to kill us free, of course. Violence is never okay, but let's reverse the roles. Will we react the same way? Had I made the confession on her social media? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, would have, I would have covered it and reacted the same fucking way. Uh, sarcasm on our part. No sarcasm allowed here. It's a sarcasm-free zone. Chicks don't have dicks. I mean, some chicks have dicks. Uh, trans women are women, just like uh, stepmoms are moms. You know, just a type of woman, and it's a type of mom. So, fuck off, Dark Passenger, but I will take your two dollars Canadian, even though you seem like sort of a piece of trash, to be honest with you. Uh, Fall 20, I got five on here, yeah, Twitter. All right, thumbs up, everybody. Do it. Do it. And now, we're going to do a little shut watch. Because shut watch, talking about shut watch. We talk about shuts and make fun of them. And first off, on tonight's Chud Watch, he's making the rounds, folks, just like I said he was. Nobody's shocked at this. Murderer, psychopath, Kyle Rittenhouse doing the Stephen Crowder show. Um, and I'm not even going to play the clip because who gives a shot? Well, fuck. Basically, he's like, I want a girlfriend with big tits. That's the level 
that Steven Crowder's fans are on. And uh, like I said, doesn't matter that he murdered people. Doesn't matter that he's a psychopathic little twerp. This is what conserved his reward. And uh, he's going to be heavily rewarded for it. Because it's a trash goddamn country. And Charlie Kirk is mad at the Salvation Army. Because the Salvation Army is anti-white. So basically the Salvation Army put out a, uh, a, a good message. A very logical, rational, truthful message. Or as Charlie Kirk would like to say. Anti-white racism. I think they might be talking about you, Charlie. No wonder you're so pissed off by it. The Salvation Army received such a backlash that they rescinded the study guide. Too bad. The Salvation Army is comprised of bigots. It's comprised of people that want you to care about skin color. Uh, yeah. So I encourage... You should care about skin color because skin color is a real issue in our society. Now, if everybody in our society was colorblind and it wasn't actually an issue, yeah, we could all just pretend like it's not an issue. But by being colorblind quote-unquote, and pretending like racism doesn't exist, like pretending like you treat everybody the same, is to ignore the fact that everybody is not treated the same. And there are real issues in our society we need to address in order to fix them, which is all they're saying here. But, of course, Charlie Kirk, white supremacist enabler, hates that thought. encourage all of you, every time you see some of those people dinging those bells yeah, outside, harass they're, them, they're right? probably, they're just probably nice people. They're nice people, but harass them anyway, ranks. Charlie. But you should go up to them and say, hey, you know you work for a bigoted company a racist company an anti-white company or corporation no person that has a moral compass should give money to the salvation army there's plenty of other good charities everybody and you should go support you should give 10 percent of your pre-tax income to whatever you possibly can i fully support helping the needy i support bankrupting the salvation army organizations like, like this cancer on his face must be totally and completely deprived of any sort of capital flows. Let me read this again. White culture has challenges it needs to overcome, including the denial of racism, True. the defensiveness of race. Uh-huh. That's exactly what you're doing right now. You're literally denying racism and being defensive about race. You are literally doing the thing uh, the letter is calling you out for. How can you not see this, Charlie Kirk? What happened to his chin? God damn it. It's just all going downhill for Charlie Kirk here. And states that white Americans need to stop being colorblind? Yes! While this might sound helpful, it actually ignores the God-given differences we all possess. Bigots. <laughs> Bigots. The Salvation yes. Army, when you give money... Calling out racism makes you racist. Isn't that true, folks? Money to the Salvation Army, you are subsidizing. Critical race theory, diversity, equity, inclusion, eugenics types thinking. That's right. The Salvation Army might have done good work at some point, but it's time to make the Salvation Army live under the principle, you go woke, you go broke. <laughs> so, uh, is this cancel culture? That sounds like cancel culture. You're talking about bankrupting a company you disagree with. Just gonna say, that's cancel culture, dude. But of course, when conservatives do it, it's not cancel culture. Never cancel culture when they do it, because that's a double standard. And, uh, guys, remember, Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump are going to do this tour together. The most important tour in the history of mankind where uh, Bill O'Reilly was going to ask Donald Trump questions. And uh, it was going to be super, super fucking important. Um, and tickets weren't selling very well. And so people reported upon it. 
said, hey, uh, ticket sales have been very sluggish for this event. Bill O'Reilly said, I'm going to sue you guys if you say this anymore. If you fucking tell lies, I'm going to sue you. We haven't even advertised yet. Ticket sales have been very robust. Well, shocker. Uh, yeah, they weren't robust. Here's the event. It was about a half full. The upper decks were shut down. They were like upgrading everybody in the upper decks down to the seats down here. And even then, they weren't even able to fill the, the, the bottom seats. Nobody surprised. It was as boring as you might imagine. Bill O'Reilly is nothing but a, a dick sucker of Donald Trump in a bad way. Um, sit there and lick his tank the whole time. Never going to ask him a tough question. Never going to follow up any of the bullshit he says. And Donald Trump is never going to say anything new. It's the same old shit he always says, the same shit he says at his rallies, even the same uh, adjectives and descriptions of everything he says. It's all exactly the same. So just boring bullshit. So unsurprisingly, very few people showed up. And it was a failure, just like pretty much everything else Donald Trump touches. But uh, a few of the culty showed up, folks. And uh, this could go into the Beyond Parody section, but I'll put it in the uh, Chad Watch section. But uh, how can you parody these people? First off, nice beard, dude since he didn't have a truly fair time in office, you know. We heard more of the negative stuff on media. You know, we never heard the good stuff he was doing. And so it was really good to hear from a, a person like Bill O'Reilly, who was very middle of the row. He didn't, like, pick sides. Yeah, you know, Bill O'Reilly, middle of the road, doesn't pick sides. Definitely got to hold Trump to account and ask him tough. Oh, he didn't do that at all? He didn't hold him to account in any way whatsoever. He asked softball questions and just let him say whatever in his meandering bullshit Alzheimer's way he does. Okay. Yeah. Shocker. But uh, some people were kind of pissed off about it. This guy who showed up said, uh, kept us wait an hour and they took a 20 minute break in the middle of a 90 minute show. No new content. Had to leave halfway because so late. Want my fucking $200 back. Love Trump. But this is a ripoff. Hey, well, I've fooled their money or soon parted. If you gave $200 to this con artist, then you got exactly what you deserved. That's what you get for loving Trump. You got conned like everybody who loves Trump does. And then day two. Did day two go any better? It did not. Lots of empty seats here, as you can see. Yeah. Half empty in the middle, upper rows are completely closed, half empty in the stadium, just a fucking disaster. But like I said, who wants to fucking listen to Trump say the same old bullshit while dipshit Bill O'Reilly ask him softball questions? Then I guess on the second night, Bill O'Reilly was all pissed off because the first night people didn't take it very seriously because it's Trump crowd. They're bottom of the barrel, lowest common denominators you can possibly get. All they want to do is show up and hear Trump say his catchphrases so they can cheer. And Bill O'Reilly wasn't having it. He had to go out and chastise the audience before they got started and suck his own dick, smell his own farts about how important what they were doing is. We're going to talk about very serious things. Things that you haven't heard. Bullshit. Things that you don't know. Bullshit. Things that affect you and your families and friends. Bullshit. You want to hear what we're saying. I don't want now, to. I don't mind applauding, booing, okay. But this is not a rally. This is a serious history interview. <laughs> all right? We're gonna Spoiler alert, it wasn't. It was a rally. The same exact shit he says at every rally. That's all that was said here. Nothing new was found out. Nothing new was heard. And no new questions were asked. So amazing. Grifton more Trump. I don't even give a shit at this point. Make all your money. Trump made like $11 billion of a new social media website he put up. They've, they've uh, valued 
his new social media company at $11 billion, folks. Even though it hasn't generated a single cent and it won't generate a single penny. It will go live and it'll be live for maybe a year and then it will go under. They won't make any money, but Trump will still make $11 billion or whatever. He'll make a couple billion dollars himself because Trump supporters, they cannot give him money fast enough. It's really an amazing cult to watch, to be honest with you. And uh, speaking of the cult of Trump, this college senior stormed the Capitol and then bragged about her interview on Instagram and got arrested. And guess what, folks? She didn't even vote. This is the level they're at. They will go and overthrow our democracy and install a dictator as our president. And they didn't even fucking vote for him because they don't give a shit. They're just beyond goddamn jokes. And uh, this Houston cop, who is an immigrant from Vietnam, also stormed the Capitol. And even though he only got a slap on the wrist, I'm happy to report his entire life was ruined. And good. That's exactly what should happen to you, you traitors fuck. You came out of this country. We gave you the American dream. And how did you repay us? By trying to overthrow our government? Go against the will of the people and install a dictator? Fuck you. Apparently he's a police officer. Got fired from his job. A veteran Houston police officer on Friday was sentenced to 45 days in jail for his role in the January 6th riot at the, at the U.S. Capitol. Your role was very minor that day, D.C. District Judge Timothy J. Kelly said. Um... To Tom D. Pham, who served for 18 years as a Houston Police Department patrol officer. On the other hand, without people like you, the collective force of the mob would not have been the same. Pham pleaded guilty September 20th to a misdemeanor charge of parading, demonstrating, or picketing inside the Capitol building. Federal prosecutors have pictures and video recovered from Pham's cell phone show he spent about 20 minutes inside the Capitol where he could be heard chanting, Stop the steal and we're taking the house back. So he got fired from his job right before he's about to retire. Hopefully lost all his fucking benefits and all his family from Vietnam messaged him to say what an embarrassment he was. What a disgrace he was to fucking family. So he's like, I've embarrassed myself, but worse, my family. Good. Here's your bed. Lie down in it, you stupid fuck. Ugh. What a piece of fucking traitorous trash. Deport him. That's what I say. Deport this fucking traitor. Bing bong. And uh, did you guys hear about this one? Yep. Former chief of staff to Trump, Mark Meadows, sent out an email before the Capitol riots saying that the National Guard was on standby to protect Trump supporters. That's right, folks. The whole thing was a setup from the very beginning. You want to know why the National Guard didn't come in and shut down Trump supporters? Didn't try to protect Congress as they were in fear for their lives from the mob? Chanting they were going to hang them and kill them. It's because they were told to stand down, folks. It was part of Trump's plan to whip the crowd up into a frenzy and set them loose on the Congress in order to try to overthrow our democracy. And they had the National Guard standing by in order to protect not the Congress, but the rioters, the insurrectionists. And of course, probably nothing's going to happen to these people because our democracy is a joke now. But what you going to do except for... Grab a bag of popcorn and watch the whole thing fucking collapse. And uh, speaking of incredibly fucking hypocritical jokes, Senator Rand Paul, every single time a bill comes up to try to fund natural disasters, try to help people who are involved in acts of God, 
who desperately need the government's help, you know, like during uh, hurricanes or tornadoes or whatever. He gets up there and he objects because we ain't got the money. Here's an example of him objecting to the uh, Gulf Coast hurricane, which displaced and killed many people. Here's what he had to say about it back then. I wouldn't be here today asking for this um, if my didn't, people didn't desperately need it. They're, they're hanging on. They're hanging on um, with every ounce of strength they have, but they're human. And as I said, they're tough, but they are, they're tired. For that reason, Mr. President, um, on behalf of Senator Cassidy and myself, as if in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2359, which is at the desk. I further ask that the bill be considered read, read a third time and passed, and, and that the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table. Without objection. Mr. Mr. Excuse President. Excuse me. Is there objection? Mr. President. Senator from Kentucky is recognized. Reserving the right to object, uh, we have now crossed $28 trillion in debt. We borrow more than $2 million every minute. The deficit last year was over $3 trillion. The deficit this year will be over $3 trillion. There's a trillion-dollar wish list out there for everybody. Everybody wants something, and somebody says, oh, there's money in the Treasury. Guess what? There's not. There's a big hole, a big black hole in the Treasury, $28 trillion worth. So we do have this one asset, and when we sell it, we should do it to pay down the deficit. We shouldn't do it to expand government further. So I object to this because we're $28 trillion in debt. We don't have any money, and we should be fiscally conservative as we profess to be. And that's right. When it's everybody else, folks, there's no money. We can't afford this. But, yep, tornadoes go through Kentucky, and suddenly Rand Paul has his hand out. Rand Paul says, last night and early this morning, devastating storms went across multiple states, including Kentucky. A single tornado from that system may have been on the ground for over 200 miles, and a large swath of the Commonwealth has been severely hit. As the sun comes up this morning, we will begin to understand the true scope of the devastation, but we already know of lawful loss of life and severe property damage. The governor of the Commonwealth has requested federal assistance this morning, and certainly... Further requests will be coming as the situation is assessed. I fully support these requests and ask that you move expeditiously to prove and appropriate resources for our state. So as long as it's his state, he'll take all the government handouts he can. But when it's everybody else, fuck you. There's no money. Just whatever helps him. Whatever helps him get reelected. That's all he gives a shit about. He does not actually care about other Americans, other human beings, just the worst fucking piece of goddamn trash. And this is what conservatives keep putting back in office over and over again. They literally don't give a shit. They don't care how ridiculous, how obviously hypocritical these people are. doesn't matter to them. Why the fuck would they care? And uh, next up, oh God. Rob Schneider back at it. Remember Rob Schneider used to be a, a comedian, I think, at one point. Uh, they just sit around and they make up shit to be mad about. Hypothetical scenarios to be angry about. Rob Schneider says, if Jesus came back tomorrow, all news about his return would be immediately banned on Twitter. 
I mean, if Jesus came back and it was proof of Jesus, wouldn't that be like everywhere? Would the news be all over the fucking place? Hell, I'd be reporting it. Oh my God, I was wrong. Here's Jesus. He's back. But uh, that's never going to happen because it's probably never here to begin with. They're still on that fucking Jesus come back at any five second tips. You guys need to get some new material. Um, and YouTube fact checkers will put on a warning label and redirect views to the CDC and the government warnings of global warming. And of course, you got 50,000 likes for this bullshit. They always have to play the victim, even when they have to just make up shit out of that whole cloth. If Jesus come back, he would fucking hate you guys. He would be like, hey, I healed motherfuckers for free. I told you to give away all your shit. You people are exactly the opposite of every word I ever spoke. He would hate you especially, Rob Schneider. Just saying. And uh, speaking of whiny piss babies, this is all they have, folks. They have no policy ideas. So they have to play the victim. They have to play out cancel culture. That's all they got. So the Philadelphia Inquirer has decided they're going to talk, call uh, Dr. Oz by his name, just like they call every other candidate by their name. His name is Mehmet Oz. But Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, is terrified that people are actually going to use his real name instead of his uh, nickname, Dr. Oz, because he knows conservatives are racist pieces of shit. And they might not vote for a guy named Mamet. So all he can do is freak out and claim he is being silenced. So a guy who has his own nationally syndicated show is on the number one cable news network in America, allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants and complaining he is being silenced because of fucking course he is. No, they're not. They're putting their thumb on the scale. And here's the thing. There's such an enthusiastic response to the campaign. I'm here in Pittsburgh talking to people, and it makes me optimistic because they've got great ideas. Meanwhile, the Inquirer hates, hates that I'm empowering you, hates that I'm taking on some of the established folks, hates that the entrepreneurial solutions that I'm offering might make sense, and they don't like that I say what I see. So they want to silence me. And I tell you, it is shocking that it would make them that uncomfortable this early in my campaign, but I think it's reflective of the movement we represent. Such well, a they're trying to cancel you. I saw your Twitter. <laughs> That's what you said. Cancel. And the Twitter response that I posted back got a huge response because people see it. I mean, you, you can't look away. Why would the Inquirer get involved in this process? Why would they not want to call me Dr. Oz? Everyone knows I'm Dr. Oz. That's not your name because they call all candidates by their names. You know that you're going to be on the ballot as your name, right? Wouldn't they be doing you a favor by telling people what your name is? People go to their ballot, they look for Dr. Oz, they say Mehmet Oz, you know, that uh, that might work against you there, Dr. Oz. But they don't think it's the right thing to do. They think it gives me an unfair advantage. I, I mean, I don't think it's an unfair advantage or not, but it just makes sense to call you by your fucking name instead of your nickname. But you're being silent. I'm being canceled. I mean, let me know what your fucking policy positions and ideas are. But you don't have any, so you got to play up the cancel culture because that's all they got, folks. And that's my chud watch. Hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. Let's, uh, let's check the... I'm in, I guess I'll go ahead and do the hero section real quick, and then I'll check the super chat. It's got three heroes for you guys. Because you know what? If we try hard enough, folks, we could be heroes for just one day. And first off, on the heroes list, here's what a true hero looks like, folks. This guy drove an hour. Down to Mayfield, Kentucky, where all the tornadoes hit. Brought his grill out there. And is cooking food for the people who don't have power and food. Because this is real hero shit right here. I know they don't have 
that means they don't have no electric, no restaurants, no running water. So I just figure I'd do what I can do. Show up with some food and some water. Yeah. I know they don't have Fucking hero shit. People support this man. Love this dude. Hell yeah. And uh, next up on the hero. I believe the children are our future. This little kid gives me hope for tomorrow. Future president right here. Levi James Black, fifth grader. You go, King. Ladies and gentlemen of the board, thank you for allowing me to speak to you tonight. I learned recently the school board and other parties that have influence or control over the running of the education system are considering removing some books from school libraries. Books that show the racial unfairness in history are being suppressed because some people think that they are too mature for the elementary age group or make Caucasian children feel bad about themselves. As a fifth grader, I can tell you that this may be true, but it is healthy for us to learn about racial unfairness at a young age so we can affect the future. Filtering history is much more destructive to our growing minds. I hope to be an author when I grow up, and some books that are being challenged have really influenced not only the way I see the world and write, but also my friends' views and understanding of society. Esperanza Rising by Pam Munoz Ryan, for example, was a very moving piece for all of the people I know my age and above. My teacher and several friends cried as we finished reading it. It and other books like this greatly helped us to better understand human rights and its challenges, social challenges that still exist today, and how to change them. Another book like this for me personally was The Lions of Little Rock by Kristen Levine, which was set in 1958 during Brown versus Board of Education time about an interracial friendship. It has mature topics and minor language, but this also gave me a sense of growing and becoming more mature, which helped, again, my writing and my views. All in all, I think it is important to remember that academic studies include social studies, and a complete education includes knowledge of these topics. No matter how hard it is to hear, it is important to teach the truth of our shared history. Thank you for your time. Yeah. That kid reads better than I do. Look at these dickheads right here. Crossing your arms. Hell no. You ain't allowed to read about interracial relationships. Fuck CRD. Just god damn it. But that kid's going places. Appreciate it. Welcome to the heroes list. And last up on the hero section. I don't know if this guy's a hero or not, but uh hey, you was asking for it. This dude's like, come and take it. And uh, somebody come and took it. Not sure that's exactly what you meant, but uh, that's what happens. So you love to see it. You love to see it. Hero! That's my hero's list. Let's check the super chats. All right. Dr. Oz, I don't think, is the best example of a doctor, of a MD. Dr. Fauci is a better role model for doctors. Well, of course, Dr. Oz is a uh, charlatan in every fucking possible way. They will never silence my super chat. I know, Kyle Rap. You're amazing. Why give all your money to Trump when you can spend it on K-pop like a normal person? I know, right? K-pop is good. I don't know about that. April S, $20. Very generous. God damn it. I'm late for the greatest show on earth. Bing bong. Hey, well, you're here. You gave me $20, so you're super amazing. And Morton gave me $20 also. Morton, also amazing. Good to see you're not Morton. Uh, Martin says, so conservatism is nothing but virtue signaling. Say it ain't so. Y'all don't really like the virtue signaling word, but... Very apt for what conservatives do. Kirk's just mad he can't wear standard hats. I know, right? He got a six head. It's not a four head. It's not a five head. It's definitely a six head. And his chin is going places. 
Jay says, penance for missing the last couple of episodes. No forgiveness. Can't watch tonight either. But at least I can buy catch reads. Well, hell yeah. I appreciate it. Good to see you. What's up, Mark? Good to see you. All right. Appreciate it. More Super Chats, please. Hit the like button, everybody. Do it. Hit the like button. Going to get into some Karens next. Only got a couple. Only got uh, two Karens. But three Karens. Hey, three Karens. But three Karens is better than zero Karens. Because, bitch, you're caring too much. Why are you caring so much? I want to care a little less, Karen. And first off, the Karen Cavalcade. Some crazy ass shit. I think this is Canada. The fuck's wrong with you Canadians? Acting like Americans here a little bit. So uh, apparently there's a little road rage happening here in Canada. This guy uh, not letting this guy get over or whatever. What is it about people driving trucks and being fucking total goddamn dickheads? This guy's just trying to avoid him. He's like stopping. What are you doing? Just go. He's like, I'll back up to get away from this guy's getting out, I guess. Go and fight him. What'd you say to me? Let's fight about this guy's No, fuck off. I'm a mature adult human being. Just leave me alone. So this guy's going to get back in his truck and back up. And they're going to go back and forth a little bit. And uh, he's going to harass the guy. And so then, lets the guy in front of him. This car goes up to the light. And so this guy's like, hey, let's just ram the guy. Yeah, let's ram him and push him into oncoming traffic. That seems like a, a good life decision. So he rams the guy and pushes him into oncoming traffic and does it right from a fucking cop. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. Uh-huh. fucking ground yeah what did we learn what did we learn enjoy prison fucko god damn it you're stupid uh, next up this is one for the nobody wants to work anymore section this is why the heroes on the front line don't want to take your bullshit and work for slave wages because they got to deal with fucking shit like this this one probably gonna get fired no doubt going to get fired from her job, but I guess she don't give a shit. I'd be wanting to throw hands, too. I didn't deal with this bullshit. Shit. Whatever. Whatever. What? Please. Now. 
Don't worry. She about to get a two-piece. Supersized. Coke. I bet it's not a diet. Now they call the cops on her. Dramatic music still playing. Shit ain't done yet, yo. We got a second act coming up. Had enough of it. I done had enough of your ass. Uh -huh. Yeah, mistakes are made. What did we learn? What did we learn? They did. They called them. And they're there. Yep. Put that bitch in handcuffs. Satisfying ending at least. Take that care of the jail. Imagine showing your ass like this in fucking public. Being this person. Hope they don't fire that woman. They probably gonna fire her, but they shouldn't fire her. That was self-defense. Totally fucking self-defense. If Kyle Rittenhouse was self-defense, that was definitely self-defense. And last up on the Karen Cavalcade. This woman accusing a black dude of stealing her phone. Let's see how it goes for her. Let's play it big. God damn it. Come on, video. Play big. I want you big. You know how I like it, video. I like it big as... Why, why didn't they go big? Go big. God damn it. All right, I guess I can't make it big for whatever fucking reason. All right, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we heard you. Yeah, no. Come. Can you call it? Because she won't let us call it. Yeah, it's phone number. 
What are you even doing? Is it in your purse, ma'am? Yeah, it is. I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, oh, is it in your purse the whole time? Oh. No, you're hmm. not. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm really super sorry. I just accuse you of uh, stealing from me for no reason whatsoever. Huh. So I couldn't find my phone immediately. I saw you. You're a black person. You were standing right behind me. Obviously, I assume you stole it. What else am I supposed to think? You were standing near me while black. Not my fault. Not my fault. So hilarious. I'd love to see how it ended. And all right, folks. Yo, Dusty, happy show. Day three weeks sober. That sounds awful. Take my drinking money as I will. Give me all your drinking money. Oprah. Betting zero instead of boosting. Yeah, she got the fucking uh, Dr. Oz. She got uh, Dr. Phil. She real bad about picking doctors, that's for sure. Karen rolled up like she was Ronda Rousey, but got that ground a pound. Yep. Love to see that shit. For the puppies. Hey, thank you, E. Hope you're doing well tonight. Hope you're feeling good. And, all right. Last chance to get your super chats if you want to, if you're able. Because now we're going to do a section I like to call Bow, Chicka, Wow, Wow, COVID Porn. Boom. Also known as Meet the Victims, where we take a look at conservatives who spread anti vax memes and then died of coronavirus. Meet Marcus Lamb, 64, Texas, televangelist. Let's see what happened to good old Marcus. Hmm. Bet you can't guess. All right, pause for a second. Let me turn the audio on. Would you go back a little bit? I will destroy everything you've ever found holy in love. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Marcus. Controversial Christian television CEO Marcus Lamb has died after his battle with COVID-19. The conservative televangelist making headlines this past year after his network, Daystar, dedicated hours of broadcast to anti-lockdown and anti-vaccination activists and groups. NBC News correspondent Maura Barrett has a story. They don't even know what is in the shop. Marcus Lamb, a broadcaster reaching hundreds of millions of people around the world and who vocally opposed the COVID-19 vaccine, died after battling the virus. He often spread misinformation on his network, which is one of the most popular channels with evangelical Christians in the country. Uh -huh. They're giving shots to people that are already compromised uh, with their immune system. And I wasn't going to cry, but his wife announcing the news of his passing on Tuesday. This morning at 4 a.m., the president and founder of Daystar and the love of my life went to be with Jesus. I went to be with Jesus. Jesus called him home. I guess Jesus needed him more than we did. Yep. They were full out anti-COVID, anti-vaccine propagandists have a whole uh, section on their website with all these quack doctors. People who are shameless con men who have now made a living spreading COVID misinformation like Dr. Sherry Tenpennies. So, uh, dead as fuck! Hell yeah, but of course, folks, you know what it was? It was the devil! The devil coming after my daddy, is what his son said. His son's like, there's no doubt in my mind. This is a spiritual attack from the enemy. Lamb's son, Jonathan, said about his father's COVID-19 illness on November 23rd broadcast of the Ministry Now program. As much as my parents have gone on here to kind of inform everyone about everything going on to the pandemic and some of the ways to treat COVID, 
There's no doubt that the enemy is not happy about that. And he's doing everything he can to take down my dad. If by the enemy you mean COVID, then yeah, COVID don't give a shit. All COVID cares about is the fact that uh, you social distanced, you got the vaccine, you wore your mask, and you didn't do any of that. Instead, you pushed unproven treatments and you platform quack doctors. And instead of doing the very most important thing you can to save your life, you did nothing and you died. And uh, good. Thank you for praying for Marcus Lamb. He needs lungs to clear up in his oxygen level elevator. Yeah, prayers. They did so much good. And the last thing he posted was more of you. Less of me, Lord. And God said, as you wish, and killed him. So, Marcus Lamb, televangelist, 64, Dallas, Texas, belly up. God, I'd love to hear that shit. Meet David Nold, 83, retired doctor. Good goddamn, y'all. Um, Oh, shit. So you guys might have heard of this one before. This is Dr. Judy Mikovits. She's one of the main quack con women doctors that are being platformed in all these places like the last guy I showed you. Um, she's basically a, a disgraced scientist. She came out with a paper back in the, uh, I guess, 2009 that was, had to be retracted. Because she basically, I don't know, if she falsified the info in there or she just wasn't very good at her job. So they reran all the tests and she found they found out she's full of shit. So for some reason, she blamed Dr. Fauci for the fact that she's a disgraced researcher. So now she's had a resurgence in her career by being a COVID misinformation specialist going around and basically getting people killed by spreading lies about the COVID vaccine. And now, shocker! Her husband has died. Oh, I wonder how the fuck that happened. So here she is. Uh, Dr. Judy speaks with Dr. Houts on his Wellness Revolution podcast. Yeah, she's wrote a couple books. One called Plague and the, section, and the second one called Plague of Corruption. Restoring faith in the promise of science. Yeah, didn't you restore faith in how knowledgeable you are about this pandemic? And uh, she posted, vaccine remorse? Got the shot? Judy Mikovits on what to do now. That's right. She going to tell you how to get rid of that vaccine because that's a thing that can happen. And uh, like I said, she was one of the main ones that was fucking everywhere spreading misinformation. So the next thing, you know, it is with love and light to announce the crossing <laughs> of David Node into heaven. Yeah, it's so loving and lightful that he died brutally choking in terror for his last breath. Super cool. If only he would have listened to any fucking body else except for you. But he didn't. And now, David Node, 80 years old. Belly up. Meet Gerald Kenner. 55. Glenn Burney. What is that, uh, Maryland? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Folks, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. But he was a flat earther. Shocking. He posted Marjorie Taylor Greene. We not only want Tony Fauci held accountable for his China lies. We want his D.C. cohorts who covered it up held accountable. Of course, they post all the same shit. All the same exact memes getting them killed. He posted 
How did you survive the corona, Dad? You didn't. I went to work without a mask, built up my antibodies, because that's how our immune system works. And his son says, fucking legend. Yeah, you're a fucking legend. What's that? You built up your immunities and it failed you miserably and you died horribly. Huh? You are a fucking legend, uh, but for not the reasons you think, motherfucker. Uh, of course, he posted lots of memes about how the earth is flat. It's not, but you know who is flat? You, motherfucker. Flat on your back, belly up. He posted uh, all the same shit. They post the same shit over and over again. That's the bad part. Of course, he was a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. Shocker. Um, those who planned... The assassination of JFK and also planned the inside job of 9-11. Also planned the coronavirus. That's right, folks. It's a conspiracy. Why can't you all be as smart as this motherfucker? Then he posted, this is Graham, foreshadowing. Shout out to my immune system. I know everybody is acting like you don't exist, but I still believe in you. Yeah, your immune system no longer believes in you or anything. Because uh, just like you, it no longer exists. He posted, imagine it's 1981 and the government has mandated that all LGBTQ people have to show papers providing they aren't HIV positive or they won't be allowed on planes, into concerts, or to dine at restaurants. Read that again. Yeah, imagine that HIV was transmitted through breathing on people and being in close proximity. If that was the case, then absolutely they should make everybody show that they have a vaccine for it. But that's not how HIV worked in any way whatsoever. So this is not an apple to apples, apple to apples comparison, you fucking dead moron. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and the next thing you know, well, for the second time in two years, COVID has got me. Had to go in the hospital this time. I'll never pay this bill off. I know, right? If only there was something free you could have done that could have prevented all this. Huh? Well, bad death decisions. He posted, everyone pray for me to get out of this hospital. I have to get my lungs back up to the right level before I can leave. Hey, we prayed hard. We prayed real hard. And God said, nah. Next thing you know. Please say prayers for me and my family as we go through this most difficult time in our lives. My husband has passed away due to complications of COVID. We love you so much and we'll miss you greatly. Well, yeah, should have made sure he got vaccinated. Would have been real simple, real easy to do, but you didn't. And now, Gerald Keener, 55, deleted, belly up. Meet Rhonda Sue Miller. 51, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, so this woman got COVID before, suffered miserably from it, so much so that she had long COVID and was suffering from the effects of long COVID, posted about it continuously, still refused to get vaccinated, still, after knowing how horrible the disease is about posting about it, still refused to do the minimal to protect her own life. She posted, had a high D-dimmer result Thursday. Now going to get a VQ scan this week. Lord, do I really want to know what COVID is doing to me? 
Then she said, D. Dimmer High Lab tomorrow is my VQ scan to see if I have a blood caught in my lungs. I hate COVID. Still didn't get vaccinated. And she posted, COVID long hauler strikes again. I was supposed to have a knee replacement this morning, but because of three high D. Dimmer tests, highest critical, they canceled my surgery. Lung and legs negative so far for clots, but had COVID in December. I read that they were keeping high timber results for months after, and of course, she did the wrong thing. And instead of getting vaccinated, she took supplements. Not sure if this is allowed, but for the last seven months, I have horrible after COVID. Debilitating. I got these from Life Extension, and I feel like I can actually give a little. Definitely a difference. Yeah, folks, these supplements, vitamin B6. Totally saved her life. It didn't save her life. She died brutally anyway. Oh, they had no effect whatsoever. Oh, I'm very shocked. She posted, I am not vaccinated by choice. And that's my ride. Yeah, I suffer from COVID. I know exactly how horrible it is, but I still didn't get vaccinated because I am dumb as fuck. She posted, a man hospitalized with COVID told CBS he'd still rather be sick than get a shot. I guess she would rather die than get a shot because she did. She posted, I stand for medical freedom. Stop the mandate. Hey, nobody forced you to get the shot. You're completely within your rights to die brutally if you want to. Right, Sue Miller? And you're dead. Next thing you know, she thought she had bronchitis. Spoiler alert, she didn't. I had COVID and pneumonia, but every time I get bronchitis, it kicks my ass. Yeah, it's not the bronchitis kicking your ass. It's the COVID again. And then she posted, COVID positive, COVID positive, isolation. I already miss my family and work. Well, if only there was something you could have done. But while she was suffering from long COVID, while she got COVID a second time, still posting anti-vaccine nonsense. Just then, DeSantis responds to Biden's new OSHA rule setting. January 4th deadline for vaccine mandates. Yeah, hero. Ron DeSantis, she loved him. Then the next thing you know, prayers and good vibes. I'm COVID positive again. Had it Christmas and prayers for those tests and I've been around. Yeah, I have COVID. I'm a plague rat and I was around all you motherfuckers getting you sick. God damn it. You knew. I was a diseased plague rat, and you still hung around me anyway, so you might want to get tested because I got COVID again. Shocker. But she still, still posted anti-vaccine misinformation. She posted this guy. The truth about the deadly virus, disease, and getting healthy, to which she says, preach it, dog. Yeah, I'm listening to you. You can guide me through this whole COVID thing, can't you? Oh, you died brutally? No, he didn't do it. And the next thing you know, my daughter, Rhonda Miller, lost her battle with COVID this morning around 1220. People, please quit fooling around with this monster. New Omicron variant. First U.S. case confirmed in California. Vaccinations, mass soldiers, keep you and your family from getting through what we are now. It doesn't have to be this way. So good. At least her uh, mother had some goddamn sense. At least somebody in this family was smarter than she is. And is using her death to warn people. Folks, don't be like Rhonda Sue Miller. Learn from her horrific fucking death. Get fucking vaccinated. Meet Wesley Shen. 
Oh, me, Wesley, Shannon, Wendy, Caitlin. So that's, that's four or five. One, two, three. There's only four. Wesley, Shannon, Wendy, and Caitlin Harridges. 50, 47, 49, and 25. Two dead and two sick from COVID. Their entire family got the shit kicked out of them. These two died, and these two are in the hospital. Meanwhile, of course, they're opposing, I stand for medical freedom. Stop the mandates, dudes. If you are morbidly obese, you better get your ass vaccinated. Like, COVID will kill your fucking fat ass like a goddamn heart attack. Quicker, in fact. She posted, faith over fear, faith over fear. I'm not vaccinated. You guys are literally terrified of the vaccine. Fear is all you have. She posted, I'm vac- I'm not vaccinated by choice, and that's my right. Totally. Totally have the right to die, you fucking morons. And then, of course, they were selling anti-vaccination shirts, because why wouldn't they? I'm not vaccinated. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> that's right. You sure got the last laugh over Joe Biden, didn't you? From the goddamn grave. And then the next thing you know, today will be day five of having COVID. I feel like complete shit. Huh? Wonder how you got it. It's a mystery. She posted, I swear, this is the worst dizziness I've ever felt in my life. COVID doing me like that. (gasps) I know, right? It's all COVID's fault. You have no agency whatsoever, do you? You're not to blame anyway. One on post that I've never in my life been this sick. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? You might want to stay away from goddamn plague rats, you fucking morons. Three days later, Wendy dies and Wesley's in the ICU. My family could use a lot of prayers right now, you know, because they're super effective. We just lost my sister to COVID and my husband is in the hospital fighting COVID. Well, I'm home fighting COVID. Go to the hospital. Please pray for healing. For our loss and for a fast recovery for my husband. And the next thing you know, Caitlin's posting, Why does this keep happening to my family? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. I wish there were some kind of signs we could have seen that this was going to happen. But nope. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Rest in peace, Aunt Wendy Harridges. I will forever love and cherish you until we meet again, which will be a never. Because she did. And then Wesley deteriorating. My husband, Wesley Hare, just needs all the prayers he can get. All of them. Pray hard, motherfuckers. He has been in the hospital fighting COVID. And then the next thing you know, yeah, he did. Please donate if you can. My family's really struggling right now. We are all getting over COVID and have been off work for weeks. My dad is in the hospital, very sick. And then, yep, he's dead. R.I.P. Wendy and Wesley died of COVID. So, uh, what is it? Wesley and Shannon Harrigans. Wesley and Shannon Harrigans, 50 and 47. Deleted. Belly up. Meet William Hartman, 63. Biz owner, a political figure, and an anti-vaxxer. He posted, I was at the doctor's office the other day. Yes, again. And we were talking about the coronavirus. I asked if I should get I asked if I should be concerned. He said, it's just a virus, like any other virus. Nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, this totally happened, folks. If this actually happened, you should sue the fuck out of this doctor because he just caused you your goddamn life. Not you, but your family. So why all the hullabaloo? 
in the media about it. He thinks it's all about the money. Follow the money. Lots of corporations of people making a ton of money off this thing. Like always, wash your hands if you go out. Just be health conscious. Yeah, be super health conscious like this dude. Definitely want to follow in his footsteps. 100% never happened. He posted COVID could be a big distraction. But from what? What are they hiding? Yeah, it was a distraction from uh, death, motherfucker. He posted time for a conspiracy theory. Who's watching the movie V for Vendetta? Do you remember how the government took over? Yeah, folks, life is just like a movie. Don't worry about getting vaccinated. I'm sure you'll be fine. He posted, remember once you have antibodies to a virus, you can't get it again. False. Yes, you can. God damn it. People get COVID multiple times. I've showed you guys this over and over again. Uh, let's see. What else? He posted, as predicted, not even a week after the election, and they now got a COVID vaccine that's 90% effective. You guys said that after the election, no one's going to be talking about COVID anymore. You said no one is going to die from it anymore. Huh. Starting to think you might have been full of shit, William Hartman. And uh, let's see. Then he posted about how the vaccine is Nazi Germany. Oh, then he posted, if the algae is so great, why do they have to offer bras? Because stupid fucking morons won't do the very minimum they could do to save their own lives, even when it's made free and easy. We literally have to bribe you morons to try to save you. And even then, you are dead proof, not living proof, dead proof that it still does not fucking work. Because, uh, Let's skip ahead. Yeah, the next, because the next thing, you know, William Hartman passed away. He was a good man. All told, a hardworking, largely contributive citizen who spread lots of misinformation about COVID, probably got other people killed as well as himself. And now, William Hartman, 63, deleted. We'll do one more. Meet John and Jackie Adams, 71 and 68, Knoxville, Tennessee. He posted this absolute bullshit. Breaking news. 80% of COVID-19 deaths in August were vaccinated people. False. Just complete fucking total goddamn lies. He posted the Delta strain is the vaccine. That's right, folks. According to this motherfucker, the Delta strain is just people getting vaccinated. That's what gave you the Delta strain. 100% not goddamn true. Huh. Just got to say, I'm not all that sad these people are dying. Like, at first, I was kind of fucking sad, but God damn it, they're kind of getting what they fucking deserve by getting other people killed and spreading misinformation. He posted, at no point in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. What the fuck are you even talking about? Every single law we've ever passed is people forcing others into compliance. Murder laws, rape laws, and not even that. What about the Civil War? Forcing people into compliance. This is where our society has always been about good people trying to force horrible fucking people into compliance with laws and shit. What the fuck are you even talking about, you goddamn dead idiot? Shit, yo. Then he posted all this shit. Men goes down, allegedly from the vax. Men game and dies. It's trying to be a hoax. Had nothing to do with the vaccination. But regardless, 100% of the people who got vaccinated are going to die eventually. Whether you die two days after getting the vaccine or 20 years, it doesn't fucking matter. Just like every person that doesn't get the vaccine is going to die eventually. What matters is how many of them are going to die 
from COVID. And the vast, vast, vast majority of people that are going to die from COVID are going to people be people who are not vaccinated. You're much, much, much more likely to be incredibly sick if you don't get vaccinated. Let's see. Uh, and then his wife got COVID. So he's posted about her. I am convinced more each day. We must live for the day. Each day has enough trouble of its own. My wife has had single-day reports that had me seeing it from the rooftop. My wife has had single-day reports that sent me into depths of depression. I had to keep reminding myself, God has this. Yeah, God said, fuck you both. Should have got vaccinated, dipshit. So the next thing you know, this is a post I can no longer avoid. My bride of 48 years is now comfortably rested in the arms of Jesus. Man, how many arms does Jesus have? Jesus got more arms than a fucking Hindu god. This is my favorite picture of Jackie. I think it shows her sweet nature. Truly a lovelier inside than outside. That's sort of calling her ugly, isn't it? That's a weird thing to say. Honey, I look forward to spending time, more time with you. Uh, you won't. You know why? Because you're both dead. So the next thing you know, being transferred to Park West via Flight Star. Please continue to pray for my kids. Hey, we pray for your wife. How did that work out? Losing their mom this week, and now with my wife in the balance, now with my life in the balance, it's an incredible toll for these amazing kids. If only you loved your children enough to fucking get goddamn vaccinated, because the next thing you know, rest in peace, Knoxville conservative radio GM. John Adams arrived in Knoxville more than half a dozen years ago and soon offered as a radio station general manager a broader conservative voice to East Tennessee. Over the years, John programmed his live afternoon crosstalk show along with Bob, the Bob Bell Show, a Christian morning talk show on Joy 620 and Real News, Super Real, with several longtime hosts including Grant Henry, David Thompson, Elaine Davis, Daniel Herrera, and Randy Pace, also the IPR show. John provided good partnerships for conservatives and would be greatly missed in East Tennessee. We pray that he will rip along with his wife, 48 years, who also just passed last week. Please keep their children in your prayers along with all Adam's loved ones. So another one of these conservative radio hosts dropping dead like fucking flies all over the place. And hey, I'm not, I'm not convinced that all the world is a worse place for it. I think we might be better off. Hopefully, them being gone from the airways will improve our society a great deal. As long as you aren't spreading their bullshit propaganda, we're all better off for it. I kind of feel sorry for his wife, you know. She might have been a decent person, but you didn't marry well. You married a fucking idiot. And now, John and Jackie Adams, 71 and 68, deleted, belly up. And all right, folks, depressing ass show. We're going to finish it up with one single. Let's see if I can, where the fuck is it? It's not showing up. For some reason, my shit's cutting off the bottom here. One palate cleanser to finish this off with, folks. Where, they, where the hell is it? I have a palate cleanser here somewhere. Where is the goddamn palate cleanser? Um, okay, I don't know where the fuck my palate cleanser went. Um, did I delete my fucking palate cleanser? All right, I guess no palate cleanser. Well, fuck me, am I right? God damn it. Horrible work, Dusty. I should be embarrassed when I am. All right, folks, that's my show. Sure appreciate it. Let's read the super chats. Hit the like button before you go, fuckos. Do it. 
Kimmy, thank you for entertaining me for the final rush, my 13-hour shift. Another tomorrow. I'm sorry you have to work your ass off like that, but I am glad I can do what I can to make your time go by a little quicker. Thank you for the donation. Urban Mass, keep going with the CD porn, please. I will, but it is depressing. And these same motherfuckers keep posting all the same memes, so it's hard to find new material. Selena, Dusty, my sister's anti-vax. She got COVID, and her husband is a neurologist, Trump supporter. She got the kitchen sink, but still coughing. Damn shame. Yep. Hopefully she won't go belly up. Nice to meet the victims. I know, right? Everybody be quiet. My story's his own. But yo, Goggle. Yo, Dusty. Happy show day three. Already read that. All right. Cool, 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 folks. Gonna be back Friday for an all new show. If you love what I do, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patreon.com. There's a link in the description of the video. Do it. Help me out. Whatever you can afford. Chip in. Love the shit out of you guys. I will see you Friday. Stay safe out there. Be good to each other. I love the fuck out of you guys. And as always, till next time, Logic, fuck yes. A little gonna find out an original song by Dusty Smith to play us out with. You guys have a good week. Later, dudes.